You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. Hey, what's up, guys? Hope you're well. Derek Minyard here, one of the producers of the Traffic and Funnel Show. Today, we're going to build on our episode from last week, where we went over the economics of a high-ticket offer. This week, we're going to cover what the perfect offer looks like. All right, let's listen in. How many of you would like to see the perfect offer? And if you can get your offer in alignment with these things, it's going to be gold. It's going to be gold. Irresistible. No one's going to be able to say no. Here's the perfect offer. Number one, the problem is painful. Number two, they've been trying to solve this problem for a while. Number three, the results are virtually guaranteed. Very high certainty. Number four, results happen quickly. And then number five, we're going to talk about this a little bit today, pricing. If you can get your fees split up into the actual results of the offer, you've got a gold mine of an offer. I'm not saying that you work for free. Please don't do that. But when it comes down to manipulating the economics of an offer, when any, anytime you can wrap your fee into the results coming out of the offer, which is why genuine expertise is necessary, you got an irresistible offer. No one can say no to this. Anyone who's closable, even if you're not great at sales, anyone who's closable will sign up for an offer that meets everything on this screen. Okay. So the rest of the time today, we're going to be doing the work of actually uncovering for you. Here are the different stages of an offer. And the end goal is that you get clarity on what does it take to make an offer fit into this category. At the bottom left-hand corner, this is the largest market. This is why people get started doing like, hey, I'm a freelance copywriter for everyone with money. All right, I'll just literally write for anybody. Or, hey, I'm a health coach. Okay, well, who do you serve? Oh, it's anybody. Anybody who needs uh, to lose weight. Because the largest market is typically at the very bottom of this corner, and the small market is at the top. Okay, And so you've got people that start at the bottom, and the goal over the course of your business is to evolve up into the top right. It's making sense? Okay, so we've got the large market at the bottom, we've got the small market at the top, and as you go along, you begin to change who you serve, what you do for them, how you do it, and the goal of this is all along the way, uh, you get an offer that gets closer and closer and closer into the category that we spoke to which was like painful problem, all of those things. You guys remember that. Okay, so here are a couple examples. I'm gonna give you real life examples of real people who came in. So let's say we're in the relationship niche. Here would be an example of the bottom left-hand corner. Looking for a spouse. This is your market. Your market's looking for a spouse. They've never dated anyone before. They're self-conscious. And you're going to send them people you find manually from all the dating sites. Like literally people have started working with us who do this. Okay. Hey, nothing wrong. No judgment, but look at who the market is. The market is very wide. The market is very unsophisticated. The problem is unsophisticated and you're going to get at the most, like you can charge 500 bucks for this. You scale all the way to the top right hand corner. And maybe you're going after a market who's been married for seven years or married for a while. The marriage is unfulfilling and unstable. And you're going to consult with them to fix the deep rooted trust issues that they have with one another and teach them how to get better. Tell me, in your opinion, which offer is going to pay you more? 
which client is going to pay you more money? The more sophisticated the problem, typically the further along the client and therefore the more they have at stake as well, okay? So not only is the top right going to pay you more, but how much work is going to be involved in actually doing this as an expert? On the left-hand bottom side, you're like doing a bunch of manual work and you're like sending them emails and sending them a bunch of people to talk to and being crazy. And on the top right-hand side, you maybe have four sessions with them or seven sessions with them or whatever. And it's a very targeted problem that you are more than capable of solving. This is making sense. I hope this is putting the puzzle pieces together for you. We'll keep going. Let's do another example. Let's say this is the online e-commerce niche, okay? Bottom left-hand side, here's your market. New businesses who are struggling to get sales and you will build them a funnel and run all their traffic to get them started. <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of work and it's a very low sophistication versus the person on the top right-hand corner. Hey, I'm going after successful e-commerce businesses. They have at least 100K in sales. And the problem that I'm solving for them is their ad prices are going up and I'm gonna add a content plan after doing research and I'm gonna tell them exactly how and what to write in their content to decrease ad costs. Which client is going to pay you more money? Definitely the top right one. And then here's again, I want you guys to see the correlation between who's going to pay you more money and then the actual physical manual effort that you're going to have to put into delivering these two offers. For real, you can solve the problem in the top right as an expert with a lot less juice than the bottom left and you're gonna get paid more. So I'm saying, hey, here's how to get more money for less effort. This, that's not a selfish thing. That's not a zero sum game. That's not me taking advantage of my market. That's saying, no, I'm going to actually serve the market better. I'm gonna make more money and I'm gonna serve, serve them by solving problems that don't take me 19 years to fix. All right, here's another example fitness niche. Okay. Somebody comes in and it's like, Hey, I'm going to serve. This is actually a, a real client back in the day who started building this. Um, people who are like tons of tons overweight, like two, 300 pounds overweight, and they want to lose a hundred pounds and you're going to make custom meal plans and charge a hundred dollars for them. In fact, this just recently happened with a client who was like, man, I don't understand. It's like, I'll talk to people who are like literally on death's door and they won't buy. And then I'll talk to people who are like, they only need to lose like six pounds and they buy. Yes, dude. Yes. Because of the sophistication problem, uh, the sophistication of the problem that the person is experiencing. So on the top right-hand corner, you change that offer. Hey, I'm going to go after healthy executives, entrepreneurs who want to lose a uh, bit of weight, but more importantly, they just want to be healthy so they can run their companies well. And you consult with them and charge $8,000. You guys with me so far? This is massive. This is like a massive aha moment for a lot of you that you are undercharging because you're serving the wrong who and you're doing the wrong what and therefore you can't make the money you want to make because it's all correlated together. There are a lot of people out there who are like, yeah, just raise your prices, man. Just add like $10,000. Well, you can't do that a lot of times because unless you 
kind of optimize how you're doing it and change a little bit of what you're doing and who you're like, all of this is not some big, Hey, we're just going to change everything in your business. It's these little micro tunes and these changes that position you so that you can actually earn more money. Okay. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I got more for you. Um, you know, we talk about the who, the what, the how we talk about how to go from small market, large market to small market and kind of scale up. I figured you guys would be interested in actually seeing my timeline. This is my who, what, how, and this is my journey from how I started. And so if you notice at the beginning of the training, I didn't really introduce myself or be like, oh, here's my, you know, founder story or whatever. You can like look me up if you don't know. But um, I started just a typical freelancer. I was writing copy and I started just trying to write copy for pretty much anybody with money. I didn't have an industry. I was literally like, hey, if you have a credit card, <laughs> I will write copy for you. And, you know, over time, I started getting more and more specific. I switched to writing just for Infusionsoft users because I noticed that Infusionsoft users typically uh, were a little further along and further advanced and then changed to, um, you know, I s started restricting who I would take as a client based on their income and their goals. So I'd only work with people who, uh, you know, served Infusionsoft and also made at least a quarter of a million a year. And then I started teaching other copywriters and still taking them for you. And all along the way, you can see how my offer evolved. All right, so boom, changed the who. All right, I went from writing copy for everyone to just writing copy for a specific who, a specific type of person. And then I changed the how. So I added an onboarding process that allowed me to take more clients and really make sure that the results were stayed, you know, locked in. And then I changed the who again. And then I changed the what. And whenever you change the what, everything else is bound to change as well. Because you're actually changing your market to an extent. Then I started consulting only. I stopped doing done for you. So I changed the who and I changed the how. This is my journey. This is how I started from the very beginning. And this is the evolution of a really healthy client business. If you've been serving the same crowd with the same problem in the exact same way for like seven years, you're probably not doing something as well as you could be. I have so much admiration and so much respect for the people in uh, our industry who have been serving the same who, the same market for 10 years. But even the guys who are at the very, very top, they're always changing the how and they're always changing a little bit of the what. Does this make sense? The goal here is to make sure you're evolving in one of these three, the who, the what, the how. Not necessarily... Yeah, that if you know if you are serving the same market for ten years, there's something wrong with you. No, but you just want to make sure you optimize everything else. Does this make sense? Are you guys getting this? Here's my point: over time, you should end up solving bigger problems, getting paid more money, while at the same time having to do less and less to do it. That's the purpose of business. Okay, this is the whole purpose of niching. This is the whole purpose of systems. Okay. I call it an evolution because you're never just staying in the same market with the same problem in the same way. And definitely, or you're going to become extinct. All right. Here's why burnout happens. Burnout happens because if you can't shift what you're doing to match the problems you enjoy solving, you run out of energy. 
Okay. So you got to be willing to constantly adapt in the areas where you feel like, man, you know what? My offer just isn't cutting it anymore. You know, someone earlier asked, when do you need to evolve? Well, when you start hating your business, when you, when you realize that, you know, you're doing all this work and you're not keeping any money. Right. And, um, when, you know, maybe you hop on a training like this and you see how much money our clients make and you're like, well, shoot, like maybe I've been really cutting myself too much slack or I need to get someone to help me pull up to the level that I deserve to be at. And here's the real secret. If you're writing something, if you're writing, taking notes or something, you need to write these things down. Number one, who do I love to serve? Who do I love? Who do I enjoy serving so much that if I had to, and I didn't need the money, I would do it for free. This is important. Who do I love to serve? Number two, what do they need the most? All right, there's a major problem when I see an entrepreneur or a business person and they're like, hey, I made this thing. Can you help me sell it? No, I cannot and I will not because you're already out of alignment. You don't make something and then try to force people to buy it. You answer these questions. Who do I love to serve and what do they need the most? And you build what the market needs. Who do I love to serve? What do, they, what do they need the most? Number three, what do I enjoy to do? What do I enjoy doing the most? And if you enjoy doing something that is not what the market needs, then you got to go back up into who do I serve and choose the second best. Because what we're looking for is alignment between these four things. Number four, what am I absolutely the best at doing? What am I the best at doing? And these waterfall questions, as you answer the first one, it's going to give you insight into the second one. And then you answer the third one. And hit, let me tell you this. Sometimes we take clients through this process and they say, who do I love to serve? Oh, it's okay. I love to serve. Okay. What do they need the most? Oh, here's what they need to do the most. All right. What do you enjoy doing? And it's like completely opposite and it disqualifies number one and number two. Does that make sense? <laughs> Because if you, if you have a market that you, that you love and you know what they need, but you actually hate solving the problem for them, you can't go all in on that. Okay. And then the, the fourth thing is what am I best at doing? Obviously you can build a team and we can talk about that at the end if you want, but here's what I've found is most powerful entrepreneurs. They lead from a place of being in alignment. I'll give you an example for me. I love the expert. Chris and I, yeah, we run traffic and funnels. We're some of the biggest proponents of expertise that you will ever find. Experts run the world. All right. Experts in every single industry, every single category. Your expertise, there is drastic need for what you're good at. It doesn't matter whether you are in your own business right now or not. Maybe you work at a different place or you have a boss or whatever, but what you're good at, there are people that are starving for that. And so who do I love to serve? I love serving people with expertise. I love serving people who may not be great at marketing. They may not be great at sales, but man, they are freaking good at what they do. And what do they need the most? Well, most of the time we found that they need help assembling and putting together the different puzzle pieces, the different components. I don't have to go deep into this. I just feel like this is helpful. So I like, I, we love experts. We love people with expertise and, um, and here's what they need. They, they, 
there's, there's too many things that are competing for their attention. They don't really know what works and what doesn't, <coughs> excuse me. And they need help assembling the components. They need help with the ex, the expertise actually making them money. There are a lot of broke experts in the world. A lot of people who are great at what they do, but what they do is making the money. And what do I enjoy doing the most? I love trainings like these. I love being on with you guys and I love writing and I love putting together material that actually unlocks different capacities in people's brains. And then what am I best at doing? Well, I think I'm actually best at creating this kind of content, creating this type of, type of training. And honestly, like this doesn't work to me. Like I could do this all day. Yesterday I spent two and a half hours with our elite clients and we just sat there and did hot seats and answered questions and got into their world and got into their business. And afterwards I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I could do this all day, every single day. And so you can see that you feel the alignment in me right now. I'm serving who I feel like I love to serve and I'm doing what they need the most. And by the way, bonus, it just is what I enjoy doing, what I'm the best at doing. So you should take some serious time and go through this and get an alignment on this because when you do get into alignment, you become a force of nature. You become a literal force. It's like you can have all the setbacks in the world, but man, you're in alignment, so you are cooking. It doesn't even matter. That makes sense? Helpful? Helping entrepreneurs build valuable and highly profitable offers is one of our favorite things to teach on here at Traffic and Funnels. If you want to go deeper into how to package up your existing expertise into a profitable offer, check out our premium training, The Packaging Blueprint, by visiting trafficandfunnels.com slash episode 334. That's trafficandfunnels.com slash episode 334. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.